Mobile money services grow faster than predicted. From over 833 cities, 121 countries, Kush Investments brings you the Good Morning Africa podcast. Good morning, Africa, and welcome aboard your pulse and everything business in Africa. I am Ruth Adong. For more, follow us on Twitter at The Care Financial, and you can find me at Ruth Adong. Your main story is brought to you by the INM Bank PLC, INM Bank Rwanda. We are on your side. The World Bank's think tank says a spike in scams and fraud across the sub-Saharan Africa risks reversing recent gains in bringing previously excluded groups into the digital economy with damaging results for economic development and inclusion in government services. ABSA Bank Uganda's managing director, Mumba Kalifunga, joins us for this episode. I think when we talk about cybercrime, it is a real risk. It's really a, a threat of going digital. As the world has become more digital, banking has uh, become online and, you know, uh, digital generated. Obviously, it increases the threats that you have of people trying to, you know, gain illegal access to to, 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 to finances. So from an APSA perspective, obviously, it is an identified risk. It's one of the threats that we manage uh, as a player in the financial services industry. So the starting point is recognizing that the threat exists. Then the second point is you have to have policies and guidelines and securities, firewalls and protocols that help you protect your system from being, uh, you know, penetrated. So there's a lot of investment in terms of how we enhance the security features of our systems, how we uh, improve the firewalls, how we deal with things like ransomware, how we respond to it. So we are alive to the fact that the risk exists and we continue to invest in strengthening our ability to detect any potential attacks or threats that come into our, our system. And a majority of the time, we are able to prevent a certain attacks that comes through. When certain uh, transactions do go through, um, say, illegally, so to speak, it is something that we have inbuilt controls within our systems to be able to detect any unusual behaviors on accounts of our customers, be it individuals or corporate customers. So, I think the long and short answer to it is that we've invested in tools and systems that enable us detect and prevent uh, you know, cyber attacks in certain instances. From an industry perspective, we have a concerted uh, effort under the uh, you know, Risk and Tech Committee of the Uganda Bank as Association, where we are working collaboratively as Dan and Banks uh, and agreeing common themes or common threads that we are picking. So without giving out too much detail, um, all I'll say is as a sector, we are alive to the fact that cyber risk is real. And uh, obviously we do exchange information on best practice and how we can collectively strengthen our protection in terms of the system's resilience to cyber attacks. But it remains an existential threat that responds to using technology as a means of performing financial transactions. Yeah. Look, the immediate response to that is when you look at fintechs from where I sit, we look at them as partners for us to, you know, uh, dispense our business. So they're partners and competitors at the same time. There are certain things that fintechs can't do that banks can do. So number one is to look at them as partners. How do we manage the relationship? Are we worried about them taking over the banking business? Not necessarily. How are we responding? I think it's through product innovations. How do we continue to innovate our products such that they remain relevant to our customers? There are a number of electronic channels that we can use to service our customers, and the product offering is is, is vast. 
for example, if I tell you you're able to do a dual currency transaction on one of our ATMs, tell me a fintech that's able to do that, right? We have functionalities on our cards. We have functionalities on our uh, mobile uh, uh, applications and internet banking, which necessarily fintechs will not all be able to do. So it depends on the nature of the fintech, but I think from my perspective, we consider them as partners. And a quick look at the markets. The market segment is powered by the Development Bank of Rwanda. We empower you. The Johannesburg Stock Exchange or Share Index closed at about 0.3% higher at 78,121 on Monday as strengths in gold miners, healthcare stocks and luxury company Richmond offset losses in tech, NASPERS and process. Meanwhile, investors cautiously awaited a fresh pack of U.S. economic data and a slew of central bank meetings later this week. Domestically, troubled power utility Eskom said higher stages of load shedding will be required over the next few days, citing the failure of seven generation units in the last 24 hours. WTI crude futures were trading around $77 per barrel on Monday as lingering concerns about a demand-sapping recession overshadowed prospects of smaller global supplies. Tightening financial conditions and recession worries, particularly among advanced economies with central banks from the United States to Europe expected to raise interest rates next month, having clouded the outlook for crude. Recent data shows the U.S. implied gasoline demand fell from a year ago, fueling fears of an economic slowdown by the world's top oil consumer. Still, investors remained optimistic about China's fuel demand recovery towards the year's second half. At the same time, more output cuts planned by OPEC Plus from May could restrict global markets further. On a quick trip around Africa, the annual inflation rate in Senegal edged up to 9.5% in March of 2023 from 9.4% in the prior month, which was the lowest reading since June of 2022, mainly due to soaring prices of food and non-alcoholic beverages. Meanwhile, prices slowed down a bit for other CPI items such as recreation and culture, housing and utilities, restaurants and hotels, and miscellaneous goods and services. On a monthly basis, consumer prices decreased by 0.7% in March after rising by 0.4% in the prior month. Mobile money services are growing faster than predicted around the globe. This is according to GSMA's annual State of the Industry Report on Mobile Money 2023, propping up international remittances. This as countries such as Kenya and Nigeria continue to record strong inflows which are expected to strengthen in the second quarter of the year on easing inflation in the US which softened to its lowest level in almost two years last month. In 2022, daily transactions via mobile money globally reached $3.45 billion, exceeding the $3 billion amount predicted in 2021. Total transaction value for mobile money grew by 22% between 2021 and 2022 from $1 trillion US dollars to around $1.26 trillion. The industry report shows that during 2022, global mobile money-enabled international remittances grew by 28% year-on-year to $22 billion. Thank you for always waking up with us. Good Morning Africa is a product of the K-Financial. If you have any suggestions or you just want to check out more stories, visit the website. That is thekfinancial.com and don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms at the K-Financial and you can find me at Ritha Dome. <laughs>